Hi and Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh Welcome to the Circle of Ain Podcast where we share Islamic knowledge that caters to anyone and everyone. Through this podcast, you will learn anything and everything about Islam. From the basics to the advanced, there will be something for everyone, inshallah. My name is Ustaz Hidu Ibrahim. The topic for my podcast is titled Faith Essentials, Intro to Islam. We are now in episode number 14. To recap what I shared in the previous episode, we have ventured into another pillar of faith, which is believing in prophets and messengers, and knowing their concepts as well as the differences between the two terms. Inshallah, for episode number 14, we shall discover together the wisdom behind having prophets and messengers. Since the human intellect is unable to independently determine the worship of Allah in the manner which pleases and is most beloved to Him, it is therefore evident from the perfect wisdom and mercy of Allah SWT to send messengers and reveal books to reform His creatures and establish the evidences upon them. Allah SWT mentions in Surah An-Nisa verse 165, رُسُلًا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُوْتِرِينَ لِأَلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَى اللَّهِ حُجَّةٌ بَعْدَ الرُّسُولٍ Which means, messengers are as bearers of good news as well as of warning in order that mankind should have no plea against God after the messengers. The wisdom, my brothers and sisters, in sending the messengers can be summarized in the following. Firstly, Determining the proofs upon the creation for none to be able to have a plea before Allah, as He has stated that those who will be in search for of refuge from the torment will say, as mentioned in Surah Taha, verse 134. Which means, Our Lord. If only you had sent us a messenger, we should certainly have followed your ayah. We have followed your proofs, evidences, verses, lessons, signs, revelation before we were humiliated and disgraced. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indisputably seized this type of excuse from its core by sending the messengers and aiding them with the clear signs that indicate their truthfulness, authenticity or prophethood and soundness in their practices. Secondly, guiding the people to the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and directing them to all that is good and righteous for their own benefit as it pertains to the worldly affairs and hereafter. Because regardless of how much understanding, intelligence, and astuteness of mind an individual may have been given, their minds still remain incapable of independently organizing the common affairs that bring about benefit to the Ummah in its entirety as one that is coherent, adequately equipped and fair in delivering the correct rights to their recipients. So the messengers guard the people against harm and invite them to whatever benefits them. Thirdly, uniting the people upon one religion and in agreement with one man. The submission by the people to what they witness of the signs that happen in support of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, is the swiftest, strongest, 
and most effective reasons for unity. This is because they unite in this way upon a deeply rooted creed and firmly established faith. Thus, this results in righteousness and reform, support for the messengers through the signs and the fact that they resemble some things that became widespread in that era. In that era. So if a man emerged from amongst us and said that he is a prophet upon whom revelation descends and that obeying him is compulsory and that whomsoever disobeys him is recompensed with the fire while whomsoever obeys him is recompensed with paradise, then he proceeds to pass legislation, establish traditions and then says, live by these laws or else you will be recompensed with the fire. No individual would accept this, my brothers and sisters, from him, regardless of his level of truthfulness and honesty, until he presents clear evidences to highlight his truthfulness. Therefore, if anyone were to reject the claim of this claimant, who has emerged without any clear evidence to what he says, that individual who rejected the claim would not be blameworthy. The minds of people will comply with the fact that the claimant must present the proof. If that isn't the case, the claim should not be accepted. In solidifying the proofs upon the creation through the messengers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supported them with clear proofs that indicate their truthfulness and that they are truly His messengers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selected from amongst the people those whom He knew were worthy and best suited to convey the message and able to handle its challenges and remain patient towards the plots of its enemies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-An'am verse 124 God knows best with whom to place his message. He chose accomplished and resilient men, civil, compassionate, and understanding people. Allah mentions in Surah Yusuf, verse 109, which means, And we send not before you as messengers any but men whom we inspired from among the people of the townships. Allah never sent a messenger except that he supported him with signs that indicate the authenticity, the authenticity of his message and the genuineness of his call. Allah mentions in Surah Al-Hadid verse 25, which means, Indeed, we have sent out messengers with clear proofs. For example, clear and manifest signs that leave no room to doubt the authenticity of that particular messenger who had been sent. So the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, said as narrated by Abu Hurairah and reported in Sahih Bukhari, which means, There was no prophet among the prophets but was given miracles because of which people had security or had belief. But what I was given was the divine inspiration which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to me. So, I hope that my followers will be more than those of any prophet on the day of resurrection.
This is from the perfect wisdom of Allah and His mercy towards His servants that He supports the messengers in order for their affair to be uncomplicated and so that the people do not suffer in a state of confusion and become doubtful without a sense of assurance. As for the miracles of the prophets and messengers, the miracles are in fact the signs that thwarted all the efforts of humans when they attempted to replicate them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names them as ayah, as signs. They are signs that reveal the truthfulness of the messengers. May the blessings and salutations of Allah be upon them in the message they conveyed. So the technical meaning of a miracle as understood by the scholars in Islam is an abnormal occurrence. In other words, something that occurs in opposition to the universal cause of events that have been set out by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whilst being indisputable and granted by Allah to the messengers for their support. An example of such an event was the splitting of the moon and the sprouting of water from the hand of the messenger, peace and blessings be upon him. So thus, any incident that happens according to the norm cannot be called a miracle. So, if an individual were to say, I will show you a miracle, it is that one hour will not pass before the sun rises. While he says this, the time shows that there is less than one hour before sunrise. So if the sun rises at its scheduled time, its emergence will not count as a miracle for this claimant because its rising at its time is according to the norm and not abnormal. Likewise, even if an abnormal incident were to take place but is susceptible to challenges, it would not be called a miracle. This is seen in the practices of magicians, sorcerers, and their like, because other magicians and sorcerers can challenge their practices. If the abnormal incident were to take place at the hands of a noble and pious person or an ally of Allah, it would also not be called a miracle, but rather it would technically be called a karama, an act he has been honoured with. However, this incident that has occurred at the hands of this pious individual is in fact a miraculous sign of the messenger who this pious individual follow, as it is a proof of the correctness of this individual's methodology. So here, here are some examples of benefits derived from the miracles of the prophets. Number one, a clear manifestation of the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it is inescapable that these occurrences are beyond the scope of any creation and they are also a testimony to the authenticity of the message. And since it is abnormal, it remains a proof for the ability of the Creator that He is able to change the norm that people have become accustomed to. This is why an individual can become perplexed at these miracles that leave them no option but to believe in the message of the messengers because he has presented something that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do. Number two, the clear display of the mercy Allah has towards his servants as these miracles that are witnessed by the people are in support of the messengers and the reason for the increase of faith and reassurance in the message. This will result in an increase in their certitude and reward from Allah without encountering any confusion, doubt or disarray. In number three, the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed on the messenger. He has been sent and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated 
the acceptance of the message through the miracles that take place at the hands of that messenger in a way that deeply convinces the creation with occurrences that cannot be matched or challenged, nor can they be rejected except by pure denial and stubbornness. A really good example would be the Pharaoh and his people. So some miracles, or some examples rather, of the miracles of our prophets. So the miracles of Nabi Musa and Nabi Isa, may the blessings and salutation of Allah be upon them, have been mentioned previously as it relates to his staff that then transformed into a snake and the use of it in striking the sea to part it and the rock that gushed out water. In addition, the revival of the dead and the resurrection from their graves as it pertains to the miracles of Nabi Isa So as for the miracles of Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, on one night, the pagan tribe of Quraysh requested to see a miracle from the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. So Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, pointed to the moon and it split in half, with each half separated and distant from the other for all to see. Another example would be definitely our holy book, Al-Quran. It is the greatest sign for the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, because it is the most complete and constant sign. Ever since Allah SWT revealed this Quran to him, revealed the Quran to him, it has been a sign that bears testament to the Prophethood of Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, until this day. The Quran is the speech of Allah in meaning and expression. Allah spoke this Quran in a manner that befits His Majesty and conveyed it to the angel Jibril. Then Jibril descended with it to the heart of the Prophet where he embraced and memorized it, an act that Allah guaranteed that he would do. As he stated in Surah Al-Qiyamah, verses 17 to 19, Rajim. إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَهُ فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعْ قُرْآنَهُ ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا بَيَانَهُ Which means, indeed, upon us is to gather it in your heart and to make possible its recitation. So when we have recited it through Jibril, then follow its recitation, then upon us is its clarification. So my brothers and sisters, and that concludes today's episode. Tune in again next week, same time, same place, same meme, for the continuation of today's episode. Do not forget to follow our channel so that you will be notified when a new episode drops. Do follow us on our social media platforms at Circle of Iron for updates on future episodes and other topics. We would love for you to share and tag us as well if you have learned something from today's episode. And with that, Thank you and see you next week insha'Allah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.